Welcome to a totally radical new episode of Press YYZ, your favorite Canadian gaming podcast. You can watch the show weekly on youtube.com slash PressYYZ live on twitch.tv slash PressYYZ every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern or listen on your own time on your podcast service of choice. We appreciate however you choose to support the show, but if you've got no loonies or toonies to toss our way, it's all good. We're here, you, here for you no matter what. As always, before we get started, remember to be good to each other. Discrimination of any kind, be it over one's race, gender, sexual orientation, literally anything else, will not be tolerated within this community. Welcome to a, uh, this is going to be a real fun episode. We are going to be doing a tier list of Nintendo franchise music towards the back half of the show, and we hope you'll stick around with us through that. But in the meantime, I'm joined, as always, by a colorful cast of cohorts. I, myself, and Mr. Mitch George, and joined, as always, by the head of Party Rock, A.J. Fraser. Howdy! Our man running the mixer, Mr. Alexander Cozy Cozina. Hi, it's an entirely digital mixer, but I, I hope to get a physical uh, wiry mixer one day. And our resident rock god, Nathan McInerney. Hey, how are you people doing today? I'm glad that you came to spend time with us. It makes me real happy. That's very dulcet. Okay. was not expecting that, but I appreciate it nonetheless. How's everyone doing? Uh, oh, before you get okay. to uh, housekeeping for you, uh, <laughs> Mario Party added an online mode, so Nathan's going to play it Thursday night for game night on, uh, on Twitch, Damn. so that'll be a fun time. Yeah, it's going to be a real time. I, I may, I may be joining in. It only Maybe. took them what eighteen Two months years. to put out the first update for the game. It's yeah. more than eighteen months. When did it launch? And yeah, the, that, that game has never had a single patch or update since it came out, which is kind of unbelievable. It's a per that it, it was already a perfect game, and they're just making it better. It Mario wasn't Kart, perfect. Right? So I, it I released October fifth, twenty eighteen. So uh, more than two years ago, almost two Jesus and a half. Christ. <laughs> and at the, at the time we all said like, they got to do some stuff to this, right? Bring more tables, bring online play. And they decided, I guess a year and a half into a pandemic that now it's a good time as any to add online. Now uh, a year and a half into a pandemic. Now people need I mean, to play Mario party together to, to really kind of like, you know, speak seriously about Nintendo's state of affairs. We've known for a while that Nintendo has had more difficulty coping with the pandemic than others. My assumption is that this is probably pretty low on the docket of things that were a priority for them and that stuff like, you know, getting Animal Crossing on the road and some of the other games that they released in 2020 probably took higher precedence. It's still obviously like I am totally in agreement that it's super weird that they decide to release this online mode now. Or, well, just in general, that they didn't release an online mode when the game launched in 2018. Um, but, you know, obviously the pandemic has made life strange for everybody in ways both good and bad, mostly bad. Hmm. People get to work from so home So how's now. everyone doing? How's everyone doing? I'm doing okay. Still in quarantine. Yeah, it's not letting up quarantines. Apparently, in Quebec, Quebec um, raised the curfew back to 8 p.m. like a couple weeks ago, and now they're uh, changing it back to 9.30 p.m. So I guess that's an improvement. Progress. You I never mean, left the house around that time anyway. So 
I mean, on some of the days where I do my cooking streams, like I appreciate the extra, what is it, like hour and a half that I can get out after I finish a cooking stream. So that's fair. I'm very jealous yeah. of the states for all their vaccinations and they seem to get it back to normal. Mm. More normal. More I don't normal. think we'll be that far behind, honestly. You see the reports of how many vaccines are getting week by week. I think it's only a matter of time before uh, we can all start feeling a little more normal. Um, and I think, you know, for us, this show and video games are, are one way that we kind of cope with all the craziness going around all around in this crazy old world of ours right now. Uh, who wants to talk about something they've been playing? You've I've been, been playing, playing Outriders. I've been playing Outriders. You've been playing Outriders. I've still been playing Outriders. This is what, week four for me? And this is what, week one for you? Uh, weekend one. I actually, I picked up an Xbox uh, Xbox Series X over the weekend. And Hell I've yeah. been playing that. I've been playing MLB. I've been playing some more Halo. Uh, it's real good. Outriders is real good. It's something I'm, I'm I'm enjoying it a ton, honestly. Like well, I know you had your yeah. issues with inventory I, and things like that, but of well, what I've played, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, so that that's the thing. I think there's a difference between it's it's good and I'm having fun with it because I fair. don't necessarily, I still don't necessarily believe it's all that good. But there is a hook in this game that has um, brought me and a couple other friends uh together you know in a way that hasn't happened since uh halo couch multiplayer right so it's you know every day after work we're we're hopping on and we're we're doing a couple um of the end game expeditions which is a hell of a lot of fun uh when you're doing it with people because you get to balance uh your character off of um off of each other essentially um and that that in itself is 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 oddly satisfying to me anyway wait you're saying i should be playing this game with other people yeah you can play with two other people at the same time but should i is the question yes yeah <laughs> it, it it's funny though before the pandemic and all the craziness we've dealt with over the last year plus i was never an online guy and now I feel like that's all I do um, yep. between hopefully that uh, my game of the year for 2020, I will continue to say was Fa Final Fantasy VII Remake. But in there, that shouldn't have been as high as it was, even though I kind of left it off my final game of the year list. But it's so good. Um, Avengers. I love me some Avengers. They did some content. They, they dropped some content. It's not really content, but whatever. Um yeah, it's been strange. Even like the other day, just booting up MLB The Show and doing home run derbies with some members of our community. Um, it was a blast. Um, mm -hmm. And I look forward to more and more of these kind of game experiences because multiplayer gaming has never been my thing. And now it kind of is becoming the only thing, which is strange for me. But well, change yeah, is when, always when good, there's, right? When there, there's a severe lack of uh, ability to spend time with other people absolutely you you, you kind of need to do that a little bit right and for me like for for a lot of the the whole previous year this has been you know kind of one of my one of those similar outlets doing this podcast so yeah um it, it's fun having a, a game 
like Outriders, good or bad, that at the very least is easy enough to jump into and just do the thing. So, uh, Speaking of spending time with people, um, something else I did over this past week within our community is we did a movie night on the Discord and we watched the new Mortal Kombat movie. And uh, mm-hmm. boy, howdy, is that a movie? I want to watch it. I must have missed that you guys were doing the movie night. Otherwise, I probably would have joined in. Are you in the watch parties? You are, right? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. If you're hanging out on our Discord server, invite.gg slash pressyyz. Um, We have a roles channel. You use that to self-assign. So if you do want to participate in any of our upcoming watch parties, I think this week we're doing... Uh, I was not. I am now. You are now. Awesome. I am now. Um, I think what we're going to do is we've got we've got six weeks basically between now and the start of Loki on Disney+. Plus. Uh, and what we've been doing every other week, we're doing a Pixar movie watch along for our Pixar review series, YYZ Video. Um, so we've got like three weeks between now and Loki. So I think we're going to watch in the weeks between Pixar movies, Thor, Ragnarok, Infinity War, and Endgame, which should be a lot of fun to watch those with people. Um so yeah, if you're at all interested in that, feel free to hop over on the Discord and uh, give yourself that role and we'll have a good time. That's uh, that's all I got there. Mortal Kombat is, it, it's interesting. I mean, I think they did a good job with the license. I think it's it's a fun B-movie with friends. Mm. Yeah. I, I didn't see it, but uh, that's what I've heard equally. Yeah. It's very it's mixed fine. reception, but it's a... F- for a video game movie, it seems to be getting better reception. I still think Detective Pikachu, although I haven't seen it in Sonic, um, they are both seem better to be the high bar. Um, they are both some, better movies than this. Somehow they made to f- made uh, figure out how to make uh, Sonic something Sonic good. So I don't know. It mm-hmm. honestly, I would recommend watch. I think it's on Netflix or Am- no, I think it's on Amazon Prime in Canada. Mm. Um, I would check it out if you haven't yet. It's it's fun. It's James Marsden does a great job. It's it's fun. Um, but speaking of videos, Nathan, you've been doing some tinkering with some videos in Share Factory. Yeah. So um, so I finished up my Tony Hawk Platinum, which I'm pretty proud about. Congratulations. Um, uh, on PS5. So. I made a video of all the hard get there's and I did it with the PC editor. And then I saw a tweet that they had announced that share factory studio, which is on PS five had just gotten an update, uh, with a bunch of new stuff. So I was like, well, let's see what the difference between like using a PC editor and like a free PC editor and versus share factory and what I can do. Um, so I kind of was just like experimenting. I think the share factory is actually, it's a pretty powerful, a video editing tool, but there's a lot they need to do to make it more user f- friendly. It's a like it's all controller based, which is kind of awkward to use. Um, but I think there's small little tweaks, like remembering what assets you're using. So because uh, continuously as these videos load, you're going to see in the bottom right hand corner that I used a speech bubble and kind of put it in the bottom right hand corner, so you don't know it's a speech bubble to make like a white border to then put the display and everything on this is a very long Hmm. grind or a very long combo it's the longest so that's why it's taking the longest for it to come up um and it took me like hours and hours to get which uh, was annoying um so you see how it's at the bottom there 
So that's a speech bubble. I kind of turned into it. Um, and I constantly had to go into the menus over and over and over again to find these assets and fonts I was using. And there was no way to replicate it among your clips. Like if they had a way to clone what effects you put on the clips, it would have sped the entire process up. But for what it is, it's fairly powerful and it does a very like good job on putting your clips and everything together, exporting it, getting it to YouTube. So yeah, no. So Share Factory needs some tweaks. It's still not 100% there. But if you don't have access to a PC or you want to do this live yourself, you can do it. Um, and it's still pretty good. It just, it can be even better. And there's a lot of promise for it. The one thing I will say, they've added a ton of music tracks that you can add to the game. Um, but one of them uh, caused a copyright strike when I uploaded it to YouTube. So Strike or warning? Warning, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't matter. My personal yeah. channel is not paid or it's, like well, I don't yeah. make any money. So it's not a big deal, but you'd think all the stuff, all the music in there would be licensed for you potentially. Yeah. You'd think so. What is the interface? What is it like interfacing with these videos though, with the controller? Like, is it a good tool for the interface or do you still kind of miss the intuitiveness of, or the, the flexibility of mouse and keyboard for things like video edit? Um, so I haven't done a lot of video editing. It's not bad. Like they found a way to move your videos around, like your clips pretty quickly and get it in there. I think once you get used to it, it's pretty simple to use. I think in order to compensate for the controller, like I said, the biggest thing that they could do is potentially just um, make those shortcuts, like have an option to pull assets up that you're using regularly. And that would speed the process up significantly for people using controllers. Because that type of stuff is probably I easier when you're using a mouse. Yeah, I remember, I um, so. yeah, I remember on PS4, um, like Share Factory was, uh, that's what it is, right? Yeah, Share Factory, yep. Share Factory yeah. Studio, Share Factory. Yeah, uh, Share Factory, um, was you know it it worked really well even on PS4, even like back at launch. Um, there were a few videos that I, you know, kind of cut together of like just various gameplay footage and and stuff like that. Um, but he also just reminded me that so the Xbox one had a, a similar app um, called um, upload studio and it was also like really good. Um, and I think it even had uh, arguably was, you know, a little better and had some of those kind of like shortcut, like easy asset features that you're kind of hoping for here. But um, when I uh, migrated over to uh, to the series X um, it brought my whole profile over and like all the tiles on my home screen and everything came over with it, but I can't download, um, the, uh, the upload studio. Uh, they haven't made it available on the next generation hardware for some reason, despite there technically being more power to be able, sh that mm. should be able to handle it. They haven't uh, put that effort in, uh, there, which is kind of a bummer. Interesting. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, um, it'd be nice to see this type of software being put out to people, especially with the focus on share. I actually, I'm really surprised the series X doesn't do that because they added a share button to the controller. Did they not this gen? They did. Yeah. So, so the share button is how I, I was getting those outriders clips. So you just hold yeah. it for a video and press it for a screenshot. But, mm. um, the other thing I wanted to point out cozy is that you, uh, the other week when I said I was going to platinum 
uh, Tony Hawk on PS5, you asked if I was going to do the PS4 version and then transfer my trophy so I get the platinum on the PS5 one. And I didn't do that. So I platinum the PS5 one, but then I decided it was going to be a glutton for punishment and went back and platinum the PS4 Ooh. version and downloaded the PS4 version, redid all the hard challenges to prove it wasn't a fluke and that I could do them all again um, and did them. And... Um, I don't know if anybody knew this was possible, but there's a stupid That's trophy where you have you have to grind to level 100. Um, yeah. I've heard Tim Gettys complaining about that. Yes. So there's a way you can do that without touching your system. There's a PS4 macro that you can install on your PC that works with PS4 or the PS5 remote play on your PC. Huh. So I was able to get a macro running over and over and over again, generating the XP I need to get to that 100 the level 100 in a few hours wow that i probably couldn't have done on my own for days cheater cheater i don't think that's cheating it's a bad trophy you can (laughs) do almost everything in that game and still be at like level 80 with just useless grind so yeah they could have done a better job of kind of synchronizing the grindy elements of it with you know how you would actually progress to completing the entirety of the game yeah figure out how to give you more experience like if you do more of the single player skate missions with each individual skater you get more each time you do it or something yeah so uh, anyways. speaking of speaking of completing games cozy you have started working towards the completion of control uh yes that's right so um here's the thing about me i'm the kind of guy that when it comes to playing video games since prefer games that are easy to play in kind of small intervals uh and then kind of quickly do some other uh quick task on the side or chore that i've been meaning to get to then come back to said game then do a small chore then come back to said game then do a, do a small chore ad infinitum um Recently, after I did everything that there was to do in Infamous Festival of Blood, which we talked about uh, a little while ago, um, I went and played around a lot of uh, Luminous Supernova on the PlayStation 3, which is a game that very much falls into this kind of category. You know, like you can complete a single stage in Luminous and be like, okay, I I passed a very clear threshold, and I'm going to use this as an opportunity to take a quick break and do something I'm meant to do, like study a little bit more Japanese or clean up in the kitchen or so on or so forth. Um, It's difficult, I would say not difficult, but it's a little bit harder to uh, get me to start playing titles like Control, where, you know, the ebb and flow of that game is such that there aren't like like po- natural stopping points in control kind of come at uh intervals that are not as consistent as say a game like luminous supernova uh but nevertheless i decided to give it a shot because you know like all of us i constantly feel the need to play games that are kind of relevant to the current conversation in the industry um that are you know of a very high quality and that kind of enrich my institutional knowledge of what's good and what's bad in the realm of gaming and control you know came out in 2019 so it's not the newest game of all time but it recently got its ultimate edition which was made available for free on playstation plus and thus it was a pretty easy decision for me to go and check it out uh i am a few hours into it but thus far i enjoy it very very much um much like star wars jedi fallen order it's a another 3d metroidvania like title that features very high production values and 
no shortage of really intriguing audio diaries and other stuff to kind of glean from just uh, searching and tossing through that game's environments. So I, I, obviously it remains to be seen whether I'm actually going to follow through on my promise to complete this game, but I, I really hope that I can just sit down and power through it because sometimes I start these games, I get into them, I'm really enjoying them, and I don't follow through with the initial promise that I set when I uh, started them on, but we'll see. Uh, speaking of the current zeitgeist around games, um, I just wanted to gauge interest from the room. Uh, this week we've got Returnal and new Pokemon Snap both dropping. Mm -hmm. uh, who's picking up what? Is anyone picking up Pokemon. anything? Pokemon Snap, hell yeah. I'm going to pick up Pokemon Snap, maybe not right away, just because I want to focus on Control and Halo, which we'll talk about later, and some other things. Yep. Uh, but that game is, yes, very much of interest to me as well. Snap sounds Nathan, like are the Christmas. kiddos into the snaps? They want Snap. I'm not paying 80 bucks for it, so they will wait for a birthday. Um, or uh, <laughs> Where you will still pay $80 for it? I will, but later. Maybe it'll be a sale. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. It's Nintendo Pokemon. doesn't really do discounts. They're not yeah. great at it. I'll admit. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. It's um, Pokemon. But I'll hold off on it for now. Um, I'm not looking to spend 80 bucks on it right now. That's for sure. So, but if it's a Christmas present down the line, we'll see. Um, the on gift card for a holiday or something. Yeah, we, we get to the problem is sometimes we get to Christmas and then I'm like, what games do you boys want? And we've already bought all the games that they would want. So, <laughs> I mean, it can almost work out in that favor if you just got them gift cards and then when things like this come out, they can just do what they want with it. But maybe yeah. they're still a little young to get that concept. They'd want to spend it sooner than later on something stupid um, that they saw. And I'm like, let me be the judge of what you get and what you don't all get. The all Minecraft the Minecraft DLC. Uh. Yep. All of it. <laughs> uh, speaking of Pokemon, Nathan, you've been doing a weird thing that I tried to do also and couldn't because people are crazy. Uh, oh, actually, before we move along, uh, I am picking up both those games. So oh. I'll hopefully have something to say mm -hmm. on both uh, next week. I do want to say the funny thing about Pokemon Snap is that I really appreciated how short of an experience the original Pokemon Snap was. I liked the fact that you could beat it in, you know, a manner of maybe four to six hours and then you could come back to it another day and go through it with the whole rigmarole again and enjoy it from front to back. And obviously this game, you know, by virtue of everything that they've shown off in it is going to be. Uh, a longer experience than the original, but I still do hope that it is, you know, not the longest experience of all time, that it is a little bit easier to uh, achieve 100% in. But I also understand that to a lot of people, that's kind of disappointing of a prospect because even if they are in agreement with me that, yeah, it's uh, the new Pokemon Snap should not be the longest game in the world. It's like, we obviously want to get our value for our, our money and, $80 for a new Pokemon Snap that might theoretically be not the longest game in the world is kind of disappointing. I think to your point earlier, Cozy, it feels to me from the, all the coverage I've been seeing today, because uh, the review embargo dropped today as of recording, it does seem like there is, it is a longer game, but there are still those elements of pick it up, do a run, try and improve on scores for a couple mm. of Pokemon and put it back down. So it has that kind of pick up and play one more run nature to it, which I'm looking forward to. And it sounds like Returnal is something similar. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to seeing bo how both these games turn out. 
Uh, and Nathan, to your point earlier, I would not pay $80 for this either, but I had a, the reason I mentioned a gift card earlier is I had one left over from the holidays and that's what went towards this, this purchase. So I'm with you that it, $80 for this seems like a lot, but it's also Pokemon. So I worry that it's not going to drop in price, but Nathan, you were showing us Pokemon things. Show oh, us yes. the Pokemon things. So this is not normally me, but we got the kids happy meals today and I got three of the new happy meal Pokemon card packs. And I thought we could Hell do yeah. a live unboxing because I know Mitch is a big fan of this. Yeah, but do you're it. doing it, not me. I like doing it. I'm sorry. How, how should I do this? Just one by one and show what's well, in the contest? Do you maybe want to do them while we keep talking about another thing and you can kind of, we have yeah, the sure. visual there? Or do we want to, because I don't I know mean, how well I unboxing hear... translates to audio. Oh, we we can make it work as long as we narrate what we're seeing. And as long all as right, Nathan, all right. uh, I want to hear Nathan's best descriptions of whatever the hell comes out of those. Oh, yes, because I'm a Pokemon master, so I will be Go very ahead. I'm going to hate those, these things. Um, yeah. So um, here's... A quick reminder that I can bring up the big solo view cam that just shows Nathan, which is what I'm doing right now. So if at any point we need to specifically highlight something that Nathan has uncovered, we can obviously do that. Okay. Absolutely. Perfect. So right, go for it, he, dude. Here's the first pack, and it's a blue cover. Um, as you can see, it's got the uh, Pikachu logo in the corner there with the cheeks on the two and the five. Um, mm -hmm. This is toy number five. So that's interesting. So we're going to open this up now here. And as you can see, this is what it looks like on the inside here. Got a booster pack in it. Yep. So there's a booster and pack. And an activity. And... So what do we got in here? So we have uh, different Pokeballs for color. And then stickers, we've got some maybe? giant Pokemon stickers. Now Those I'm going to tell wow. you the names of these characters. Okay, Please. go for it. Go. Please okay. do so I can be disappointed in you. So this is Pikachu. Yep. You're one okay. for one. Okay. This is Grassmite. Nope. Not yeah, even you close. nailed it. Yep. You nailed it. This is Taco Flame Fart. I Hell hate yeah. this. You, yep. And this is Pip Plop. That was You're really goddamn close. close. <laughs> so for those who are <laughs> listening, one... it is the three Gen 4 starters, Turtwig, Chimchar, and Piplup. My names are yeah. better. So let's take a peek of what's in this. So Your kids are going to love those let's Pokemon Let's see your cards. cards. Oh, so this is like paper. Do the card packs normally feel like paper, not a plastic? They're like it foil? might be a new thing. They're not foil. This is more a paper feel when I tear it open. You can actually Ugh. hear the sound as you tear into it. I heard that, yeah. Yeah. So what do we got here? So okay, so this one I know because he was in the last game I played, Grookey. That is Grookey. Yep. And see they had that oh, little logo shiny. in the corner there too. Yeah, um, holographic. I think my he's kids are gonna be too. fighting over these. And 100%. then, yep. It's a good Here's, thing you got three of them. Well, they already had so much I let them open to. Uh, this is <laughs> Piplop. Yep. Piplop. Yep. Or, or as he's known in Japan, Pochama. Um, so this is one, and it's a silly name, Fennekin. Nothing yep. about that yep. screams fire to me. Yeah. Fennekin is such a flaming. Fennekin was such a disappointing starter because it starts off as a fox but then it becomes humanoid a any starter that becomes gradually more humanoid with the exception of blaziken are some of the lesser starters Did, imo but it also count, becomes a would wizard you would you consider yes, but, for alligator 
to be humanoid because he's on yes. two no. legs and he's kind of Godzilla dinosaur like. At the uh, that, end that's there. a point. He's like he's more like Godzilla, like a small Godzilla than okay. he is like a human. Okay, got it. And then the last one I'm is with Sal. How dare how dare you uh, how dare you besmirch the good name of Incineroar? So then we've got pack number two. So this is actually pack four. Incineroar is okay. I don't know how many different packs yep. there are. So we're going to open Can this up. So we have another booster pack. So I think the boosters are oh. random. The number is specifically for the activity inside. The activity, yeah. And this one Got here, it. we have a maze that you have to match the Pikachu to the Pikachu, black Pikachu. And then as the, well. The, sh the shadow. Sure. Um, oh, Ooh, more, more naming. Gen 3. Gen 3 let's, starters. Let's do the naming again. So once again, we know yep. this is Pikachu. That yep. is Pikachu. This is Marine Gill. No, yep. that's um, that's an internet meme. You I should mean, know I, that, that one. I feel like oh, Gen is this 1, they would have called. Yeah. Is this yeah. I've heard of Mudkip. That being said, I feel like Gen 1, they would have called the Pokemon Marine Gill. Because that's like not a bad pun or anything. Um, This is Flame Tweety. Oh. Yep. Close. Again. And this is Double Tail Lizard. Wow, you really are a Pokemon master. See, so I'm pretty it's good at Torchic, this. Torchic, yeah. and Trico, as in Tree Gecko. Oh, Tree yeah. Gecko. And then so, just, fun man. fact: um, I, in, I in still Pokemon, like Nathan's names better. There are like little physical differences that help set aside certain female variants of Pokemon from male variants. I think Torchic has like one of the smallest male to female variants where male Torchic have like a tiny brown dot on their asses. This is not a joke. This is not like a weird bit. That's actually a real Pokemon fact. Okay. Aww. And what do we have here? So this is Cyndaquil. And it's Hell a yeah. shiny one. Ooh. Then we have another Piplup. Pochana. Oh, no. Wrong way. Then we have oh, a regular what? Cyndaquil. Yep, not shiny. And then I know this one, Rallet, because he was in the one I played where I became a Pokemon, Pokemon yeah. master. He's got a bow tie. Okay. And then we got one box left. Thank you, audio listeners. If you're listening to audio, I feel like this is going to be clipped out. So uh, Rallet's nope. actually going to be featured in uh, next year's Pokemon Legends Arceus as well. That's true. So this yeah. is pack Rowlet, seven. Cyndaquil and Poplio? No. Um, Oshawott. This leads me to believe there's 10 different packs you can get, but the cards don't what change. Well, the, the card, the pack itself is randomly packed and like, yeah. Yeah. So, but you'll just get different activities in each one. So this one's a maze that looks a little bit harder than the other maze. And then we have scenic scenery. Ooh. Um, it's something to put all your stickers on. All these stickers. Oh. I'm not going to go through and name all these because I feel like that would take Those forever. are all the starters. Every single starter? I want uh, you to tell me the name of the one in the of, bottom right corner. The bottom uh, right looks like corner? it's Jen's this one, one right four. here. Yes, that one. Um, Snazzletooth Gator. Nailed Snazzle it. Gator. Wow, I mean... Pokemon yep. names can't contain that many characters, so oh, he doesn't know that. don't know if that's accurate. Not with that attitude. <laughs> you know, they'll never will if we keep up that attitude. 
Yeah, it looks like uh, all those stickers that came with your scenery or gens one through four starters. So, and, and then we've got for the record, it was Totodile. Totodile. Okay, and then we got our final batch here with a shiny Charizard or Charmander. <gasps> oh, you, al- you almost said the word. Um, another Grookey. Another Grookey. We had one of those already. Another Cyndaquil. And then a Tur- Turtwick. Uh, that was one of the first oh, yeah. ones I said. I don't know, remember remember what the name I made up for. So, yeah. <laughs> there is uh, these kids, by the way. There's comments in the chat about me taking them away from my children. These cards will be going to my children. I just thought it'd be fun for us to do a live opening on the thing. The Hello, cards it is me, your child. Please send them here. Uh, the cards they will never um, get are these cards. Oh. The original. Is open? It's open though, isn't it? It is open, but they're the original set from when they first came out. This is the original oh, starter just... box. Amazing. That just I give bought. Them to your kids. No, I feel like that's a bad idea because nah. they're in ridiculously good condition. Um, um, I, I want to just uh, issue a quick retraction here. So earlier on in the podcast, I said that generally I don't like Pokemon starters that evolve into very kind of humanoid forms. Um, I, I, I'm going to retract that and say that I I just don't like Sobble. So Sobble was the water <laughs> starter of Gen 8, which I, can I agree with you not when I played Pokemon Sobble, Shield. And yeah. I was very much looking forward to evolving Sobble because I thought, oh, is it going to evolve into like a giant reptilian hulking monster? But instead, it evolves into Drizzile, which is like a, a humanoid, like gunk, poth, goth wiz- uh, lizard or whatever. And then it evolves from there into Inteleon, which is like if James Bond was mashed up with like a Sly Cooper character and was a lizard, I... um. I was very disappointed to discover that that was his ultimate form. So I just want to say everybody in the chat saying, oh, man, what about Incineroar and all those other guys? They're all good. It's just Inteleon, his evolution. Inteleon is terrible. Like, it's like, yeah. hey, let's fully evolve this lizard and give it a gun for some reason. Oh, that was mine. Yeah. I love that thing. That thing was awesome. It's terrible. And then when I, I, I guess feel, I, I wish I picked any other starter than Sobble. It was the best. Uh, I do like the, the concept of him shooting water from his fingers, just because there are so many Pokemon that are like, I just shoot my water from my mouth. It's cool to have someone that's you know functions a little bit differently in that regard. But well, when yeah. he Gigantamaxes, Blastoise. he gets that big sniper tower, and he can shoot from the sniper tower. Yeah. That's pretty cool too. So how long until we do a top tier list of the Pokemon starter final evolutions? Because that's the content I'm waiting for. Uh, we could do that. That sounds like a topic that can be done at some point. I mean. All the water goes into the S rank and then no, everything doesn't. else is below it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That sounds right. Might have to bring in some experts that don't have such bad opinions like AJ. No, oh, water. I'm an expert as a way. Pokemon master. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one game you beat. Okay. <laughs> uh, moving two. right along. Two games. <laughs> Anyone have anything else they want to talk about that they uh, they got up to this week? I don't really have transitions for what's left. So. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Nathan. Go ahead. I just talked a lot. Okay. Uh, yeah, I figure I might as well take a moment to talk a little bit about a certain toy game set that I recently obtained. Uh, I recently got myself uh, the Lego Mario starter set. Um, so this is one of those things where I, um, back in the day, used to very much love a little Lego series called Bionicle. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have the money that I needed to purchase every Bionicle 
um, set that I could possibly want. And now that Bionicle is, you know, long gone and gone the way of the Dodo, I feel regretful that I didn't, you know, purchase more of those sets back in the day when I could. So I made a point, even though I don't, even though I would kind of just prefer Lego Mario to just be like, hey, here is Peach's Castle Lego-fied, here is uh, World 1-1 Lego-fied, uh, even though I prefer Lego Mario to be that, I made a point of I'm going to at least try and pick up um, the base Lego Mario set and a couple of other ones just so I can play around with them. And I got to say, I had a lot of fun uh, uh, making this uh, guy. It's um, The whole idea, right, is that the Lego Mario set does not come with instructions on how to build like a specific, um, like how to say like obstacle course instead it just instructs you and here's how you build each of the individual islands that lego mario can pass through on an obstacle course and it's up to you to uh figure out how you want to order these various obstacles and make mario go through them uh i expected oh maybe i'll just look up something online see what someone else has done construct them in that order and just leave them in the corner to the like best but I actually ended up spending a fair bit of time coming up with a obstacle course that I thought was optimal. And I can walk away saying confidently that this is a good ass little creation. Hmm. So I, I have a bunch of the Lego Mario stuff too. My kids really like it. I don't get the point of it. Like it's cool. I guess it's just like playing with a regular Lego and it's cool what Mario does and that he can like change his like sounds and his eyes move and everything. Um, but my kids, we got a bunch of sets for my kids for Christmas and they kind of just stopped playing with it. So the, you, there's, yeah. So like, if you think of like Lego star Wars stuff, like, like the physical star Wars stuff, like the fun is in building it. You, you whoosh it around a little bit and then it becomes a, like a display art piece. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, that still seems like it's mostly a toy, which what do you, what do you i yeah it's hard to what, leave what it constructed after that like we built yeah. we built lego hogwarts over two a two-week period because it's like six thousand pieces and then it yeah, it's was ridiculous. really nice centerpiece i still have to rebuild it because my kids one of my kids dropped a half of it um <laughs> and we've now separated into separate colors because you can't get it back into the original bags which makes it harder to put together um so we've half a castle built at the moment but um yeah, no, it's one of those things where it's really neat. It's just it's too big to just leave set up. Mm. So mm. as the like, I, get it. I want I want to invest in some ridiculous Lego sets when we get it, when we get our new place and get like a Ooh. proper display case, because the plan right now, my parents still have all my old uh, Beast Wars toys and oh, Megazords nice. and Power Ranger stuff. I cannot wait to get all that stuff from their place and get it set up in these nice like display cases. I'm hoping I can get like a whole real nice like background setup for streaming and stuff. Carmen's really excited about doing that kind of thing. So very nice. much looking forward to getting to do that uh, in the new place. Um, I, I will say, of, I yep. just want to, last thing I'll say about uh, Lego Mario is, you know, I think Nathan, you mentioned how your kids have not been playing with it as much in the future. I feel like I would be more inclined to just go around and mess around with Lego Mario a little bit more if they could have somehow figured out in a relatively cheap fashion to make Mario move autonomously. 
Like the fact that you have to like physically like waddle mm-hmm. around Mario with your hands and you can control well, this is exactly how fast or how slow Mario can move. This is exactly how large Mario can jump. Oh, look at that. It looks like Mario can jump from the beginning of the level to the end of the level. Who knew he had such strong legs? If they could have made it so that Mario is on a track and you can like change up the direction of the track, change up the obstacles that are in front of Mario on the track, but the speed uh, with which Mario moves on the track is always set and you don't have to do anything else to influence his movements once he's on the track outside of maybe, I don't know, jumping or whatever. Like, I feel like that could have been really clutch. But as it stands, it's still a, a neat enough toy slash set slash thingamabob by itself. Mm-hmm. Speaking of neat things, Nathan, you've been playing Judgment? Yeah, um, I've been doing a lot of reviews recently. I've kind of toned back what I've been doing, but I got a code for Judgment and I figured I should check it out. Um, I've never played any of the Yakuza games and this is a spinoff of the Yakuza series. Um, so I wasn't sure what I was getting into. What I can tell you, I'm about 12 hours in since I got the code a few days ago. Um, it looks like I'm probably about 40% of the way through the game at the moment. Uh, it's got a killer story, very, um, like film noir, uh, style to the story, uh, and you play as in this game as a former lawyer who's now a detective, uh, in the game. And you do things like you tail people, you chase them, you have to inspect crime scenes and photos and look for things like, it feels like you're playing as a detective. It's actually really good in how it does that. Um, so I'll probably talk more about it next week. I don't want to spend too much time, but it, it definitely has some of the neat quirks that are from the Yakuza series uh, that I've heard about in terms of Easter eggs. I found a Ace Attorney one that I posted the other day uh, to Twitter, mm-hmm. um, as well as uh, there. I posted another one to Twitter, I think, uh, called Ass. It was Ass Ketchum. Um, oh, you did, was, uh, in fact, post that. That's what and, that was from they're an ass grabber in the city that you have to solve the mystery of. I had to solve a mystery of somebody who's stealing panties, uh, people who are committing infidelity with each other. Um, so it's a really neat game, uh, with some cool side missions, very big. It's not a huge city, but it's very dense with lots of areas and buildings you can go into, which I appreciate. There isn't really driving around in it. Like you can run from one side to the next pretty quickly, but it's very dense with what's, available it's not just a lot of buildings that are just there um so yeah i'm having a good time i'll talk more about it next week i'm hoping to be done it um when we're talking next week so yeah uh something i've heard a number of times from a friend of ours rob who's always hanging around in the discord and then also uh navaroli here in the chat yakuza zero if you're at all digging this i've heard that that is the entry point like the optimal entry point into the yakuza series and i think it's on pc game pass yeah, uh, Nathan, it is for you, and I think and it. I think it's on console as well. Yeah, it is on. It, you, it was Mitch. definitely on console. I mean, I have both. I have my Game Pass Ultimate. But, I uh, I need to get back to that. I need. I really definitely need want to, to give that, that a shot. Can I just say um, though, I don't like the combat. That's my biggest gripe with that game right now. The combat feels like a bad beat 'em up, and I don't um, love it. Hmm. I don't know what to well, do. yeah, because Yakuza Zero, I believe, is similar. Um, yeah, I want to play Like but, a Dragon because it's got that. I th- Final I Fantasy think I think play. you. Pl- 
Yeah. I think you play Yakuza and related games for the story more than anything. Uh, Yakuza Zero is also, by the way, on sale for five bucks on the PSN. Oh, I mean, you can go that route, but it's on Game Pass. If you're already paying for that, definitely uh, give that a mm-hmm. look-see there if you so choose. Uh, AJ, we got into this the first yes. time, and you seemed yep. a little disheveled. What's wrong? Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> first and foremost, I'm fine. I'm okay. Good. I'm figuring it out. First and foremost. Um, but uh, so it all started... Not last week, but the week before. I was at work on a Thursday, and I had this pain in my upper back that kind of extended up to my neck and then kind of across my head and causing, like, a headache. Like, like imagine, uh, like, it, just, just like a, something pulling a tendon in the back of my neck, right? And just as the day wore on, it just got, like, more and more tense up there. Nothing too... Um, too painful to, to that I couldn't exactly tolerate or just kind of like, you know, work my way through. But eventually <laughs> this thing, like, like a, like somebody strumming a guitar just released, right? All that tension, right? And I immediately mm-hmm. felt dizzy, dizziness after some quick Google searches and stuff, uh, which never do that. Just go to a doctor. <laughs> never, instead. never um, Google search. Never when you do think that. You are not feeling well because you have cancer. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent of the time. Um, no, uh, this time it told me potential. Potentially, you ha- you might have a a slipped or a herniated disc, and I'm like, well, oh, that's great. Not fun. That's fun. That's that's great. And of course, you know, not exactly. We're still in a pandemic, not exactly wanting to really go to a hospital or anything. Um, I went home. I monitored it, took some Tylenol and everything. Was feeling better, still kind of a little sore. I used a, a, I have this uh, posture corrector that I was using that kind of helped keep my shoulders in a position where it didn't really hurt too much. Um, And that was all fine. Um, But then uh, last week, uh, like throughout... Uh, the course of last week, every once in a while, I would just get this weird kind of dizzying feeling. But it, it's only ever since that that thing, the, the you know, popped in my neck or whatever. Um, and it, they, um, and so it, w- it was mostly fine. But then one day at work, I couldn't, I couldn't handle the dizziness anymore, right? It just, it didn't get progressively worse. It's just, this day was a really bad day um, for it. Um, not sure why. Like, I wasn't losing balance or anything. It's just once in a while, the odd head turn um, would suddenly, for like half a second, turn the room and I'd have to like recenter real quick. Um, and when I was, when I sat down to, for like break at work and stuff, um, tried to eat a snack and everything. Um, I had to go step outside cause, uh, I needed some fresh air. Cause if I, if I'd sat there for much longer, uh, you know, I, f- I started to feel kind of nauseous. Right. So all these, all the, the real bad things start going through your head. Like who, who knows what's going on? Um, so I, I decided, you know what, screw it. I'm just gonna go to the nearest hospital and get this figured out or something. Um, 
And so that was at like two in the afternoon on last Thursday. Um, so you got there, um, told, told the doctors, uh, you know, everything that I had been through and they ordered a CT scan uh, of my head and neck. Right. Great. Um, had that done, had the, had the nice co contrasting fluid put, put into my veins that, um, I don't know if anybody's ever had a CT scan before. It makes you feel warm from the inside out. Mm. Um, and when they put it in, like, like how warm you feel, it's like you pee yourself. That's how it feels. How I do you did know what it feels myself. like to pee yourself? Don't worry about it. it you've never <laughs> done it. It happens. Yeah. Not that have I you can ever remember. Spilt like a, have you ever spilt a warm beverage in your lap? I don't really. In, okay, so here's the well, thing. Appar apparently, this is Mitch totally George derail the conversation. Apparently, Mitch George is like, never. I don't made like any warm beverages mistake. ever. I don't like hot chocolate, coffee, tea. Like, nah. Give me a nice, like, really, really cold diet Pepsi on ice. Like, that's my jam. Warm? Nah. Get that? No. You you enjoy your warm garbage. I'm gonna drink my nice cold. What else? Have you ever peed yourself while sleeping? Not again. Not that I can remember. Probably when I was a kid or when I was in, like a toddler. Sure, but I don't a remember like, peeing a myself. A likely story. A likely. Story. I'm just saying when you're what dreaming and you think you're pants? peeing in the dream, you might she start peeing. No. I've heard that happens. Yeah. Um. I don't really dream to be <laughs> honest. Like. You're fucking weird. Yeah, I am You're fucking weird. weird. Keep talking about your weird fucking head. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I will. I will do just that. Um, yeah. So. So that yeah, they put they put that contrasting fluid in. It felt really weird. Wore off really quick, which is fine. Um, and then they said, you know, they they didn't find anything wrong with that CT scan uh, that was inherent to my issue, but they did say. You know, you got some uh, lymph nodes in your chest, and they're a little, they seem a little irritated. Something's up. Uh, we should do another CT scan. Mm -hmm. um, which, uh, from what I, I may have learned, um, you probably shouldn't have uh, more than one dose of contrasting fluid put into your veins um, <laughs> in a week. But, you know, it's one of those, you're at the emergency room. They found something else. They're going to need to do another one. I trust the medical professionals who were treating me. And it's the kind of thing like if, if an issue does arise, you're in the one location where they'll be most best equipped to help resolve it as a result of the two. Exactly. Fluids. Exactly. If, if anything like that went wrong or, or whatever. But they still sent me. They sent me home anyway uh, with the IV still in my arm. Um, just the, the little tap hooked up wrapped it up nice um to come in the next morning and have that second ct scan so i did that and they still didn't find anything inherently wrong uh anything nothing nothing bad in my lower half from from the neck down um other than yeah those lymph nodes still look a little inflamed um so i have no idea um today i was uh while I was eating dinner, I was having a really rough bout of, uh, of that dizziness. Um, but I, I powered through it. Um, and you know, I gave, I gave you guys forewarning if I needed to step away, um, that, you know, I've not, there's not, I'm not like 
leaving the room to go deal with something or whatnot. I just, you know, need to like pace around a little bit and relax, relax. Just level yourself um, almost. Exactly. Um, But yeah, you know, I, I actually feel decent doing this podcast right now. So, you know, it's therapeutic in in more ways than one. I I can, I can tell you that much. Um, But well, I'm glad we could help. I'm glad we (laughs) thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's what I've got going on. No news is good news right now. Tomorrow I've got um, an appointment with a thoracic specialist, um, which is more more of a spine doctor, which, hey, if it's a slip disc or something, that's the person they'll, to talk they'll to. figure it out. That's the guy to talk to. Um, but yeah, the, they apparently also deal a little bit with the lymph nodes in the chest and stuff. So they'll somebody's going to talk to me. I'm going to have x-rays and everything. And we're going to figure something out. So, but yeah. Um, yeah, I've had a rough go of it and all I could do is play outriders. So I will admit, well, hopefully when I first... it all feels better. Yeah, me too. What's that? Nathan? I was going to say, when I first read what you put in the list, I thought that there was a game called emergency room visitor that maybe was added to game pass. I think that could be one of cozy's next core games where you have to go sit in a waiting room. And the different levels are like different countries' versions of the waiting room. What about a, where, s- a sim management where you have to manage the where, ER waiting room? Where there already you, is one. You either well, yeah, there is that. But what if what if you had to manage yourself and your entertainment level in an ER waiting room as people are coming in and stuff like that? Like you have to bring your Game Boys because you need to play something. But you're running low on batteries. Oh no! You, what are you gonna do? So oh, the, hos- the, hos- the hospital sim I was thinking of was Two Point Hospital, uh, which is That's out on PC, one, yeah. PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, by the way, I, I um, both these ideas for core games sound great. Uh, I've not actually touched core in a little while, just because I've been pretty busy working on both mm-hmm. Press Y Z and my own, you know, Cuz Bear Live Twitch efforts. The latter of which, like, ended up being more successful than I was anticipating. So it's kind of left me strapped for time to work on correlated things. But I'll, I'll definitely keep that in mind when I get back to core. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. Very anyway. Cool. That's my wah. Well, hopefully your wah becomes a wahoo real soon because we're going to transition over to our topic of the show and we are going to put together a tier list of the top tier Nintendo franchises by their music. Hell yeah. Okay, so the way that this is going to work is we've got a tier maker set up. Uh, We've got ranks D through S and we've got, what, like a dozen or so Nintendo franchises that we'll go through yeah. uh, and I'll kind of just pick them out randomly as to which ones we should talk about. Cause I don't want to just leave the ones at the end to the end. Cause they might not be the mm-hmm. most fun to talk about. So what? Yeah. I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, all right, where, you know what, AJ, since you're feeling so down in the dumps, which I, Nintendo franchise do you want to start talking about? Let's start with, F zero. Oh, that's good. Cause that was one of the ones I didn't want to talk about. By the way. Yeah. At, at any point, if you guys would like me to play music from the franchise in question, let me know. And I will be more than happy to be your personal jukebox. Sweet. Uh, if anyone's here okay. watching us live on twitch.tv, if you have a link to a song you want to hear from one of these games, feel free to drop it in the chat. Oh yeah. That too. By all means. Yeah. 
So F zero. What is it about the F zero soundtrack that stands out to you, AJ? Um, for me, mostly, <laughs> what stands out to me is it F zero. Um, so when I was playing my Smash Brothers Melee runs uh, a few months ago, um, consistently the F zero um level uh in the adventure mode when you have to run really fast is is the one that amped me up the most um where you're running across the track in mute city and when you're fighting captain falcon that the the soundtrack in f-zero is just one of those you know you got speedy race cars you're gonna need speedy fast music and they do a very good job of having like a good 80s 90s inspired part like slightly synth but mostly rock uh sound um uh and and i i i i think it's a shame that there hasn't been more f-zero games in general the last one was on the gamecube um proper yeah and they probably left it there for a reason honestly i think either captain falcon needs to come to mario kart or uh mario needs to go to f-zero and try and race real fast there personally but um, I mean, we did get we did get mute city in mario kart right mm-hmm. no did it's we? not mute city mario kart it's deluxe had it it's the yeah, blue we, we the can, level something we, else yeah i think nathan uh, is correct we, we got to find it we, we got zone? two bits of uh f-zero dlc in mario kart 8 but i don't think either of them were mute city you guys can go suck a lemon because when i go to mario kart.fandom.com what comes up as the fourth and final track of the egg cup in mario Blue kart 8 Falcon. is mute city oh is it mute city i mean i've not something. played these games so i can't like i'm not so entrenched in the f-zero Wait, you haven't played mario kart 8 no, no no i played mario kart 8 i'm not F zero oh, okay, okay. is what I'm talking about. Okay. So when I play, okay, I'm remembering. Neither I'm remembering. I'm starting to remember a bit of this Mario Kart map a little bit, but like, I guess it is not, New City. Not, I didn't think it was. The so the it, map itself is not that memorable in Mario Kart. I like it's it. It's not Mario that Kart. memorable in any game it's been in. I, I brought it. Brought my childhood it's, back. It's, it's a memorable game. in Smash Brothers, which is not a racing game. Okay. Regardless, I specifically mu- excluded Smash Brothers from this tier list because Smash Brothers is cheating. So we cannot Smash Brothers base is cheating. the music based on Smash Brothers having it being Here's the thing. Smash Brothers. It has to be hyping its goddamn games, AJ. The only reason I know of F-Zero um, uh, specifically is because of Smash Brothers. And the only reason I seem to identify with the music is because of Smash Brothers. So if that means it has to be I don't know, C tier, then so be it. It should be. I A-tier. was gonna say. I don't. D-tier. I think it's good enough. I think it's good enough. In the music alone is good enough wherever it pops up. Uh, that it doesn't deserve the D tier. It deserves at the very least C tier. Can I stump okay. for F zero for a second? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. please. Um, this is a game where I got to play it on the Super Nintendo when it launched, and I was very excited to play my hands on it. And it is a tough racing game. It is hard Mm -hmm. to learn and hard to play. It's on the virtual console or whatever we're calling it now, the Nintendo Online. 
um, and you can play there. And it is not an easy game to play, but it's a game that I got very good at. And the one thing I will say that F-Zero does well in terms of music that no other brand does for Nintendo is that it sounds completely different than everything else they've got on, on their roster. You'll hear a lot of similar sounds in a lot of their music, um, but this is because it's the only future Nintendo franchise. They do find a way to nail that, um, like that synthetic uh, future feeling feel that I think is absent. Almost from a work. cyberpunk like feel. Yeah, a hundred percent. Almost. A, yeah. F Zero has this strong cyberpunk like storyish with the Blue Falcon and the Black Falcon, um, and all these different racers. Um, and there was actually a Nintendo Power com- in the back of Nintendo Power. They actually had a comic f- about it for a little while. Um, but yeah, no, the music in F-Zero should be higher. And I would actually say it's A tier because I think it's excellent. And I think it's better than the game um, in a lot of ways because the game is way too tough, uh, which is probably why we haven't seen a new one. Uh, they need a baby-ass baby mode version of it if they're going to ever re-release it. Um, but the music sets it apart from every other Nintendo franchise and they've not done anything similar to that since. Cause weirdos like Mitch don't like it. Yeah. He's, he's just like, let's make it a D tier. Cause I don't know F zero. It's not that I don't know it. I've played these games, but I've played them more as an adult. So there's no nostalgia to it for me. And it does just feel like another bad SNES racing game. But it's but maybe more that's just, just me. Cozy, what do you think about this game? Uh, I think that it should go at A tier. I think the music of the F Zero series, again, like AJ, it's one of those things where like I've largely been exposed to it via just Smash Bros. I have very little experience playing the actual games themselves, but that music, oh man, it really does get you pumped up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Nathan, w- Nathan, and Cozy would say A. Mitch would say D. I would say C. A. Should we settle on B? I guess I'll be fine. Yeah, I, I guess we kind of content have to. with that. All right, fine. All right. But just because I made that concession, we're now going to talk about my favorite franchise of all time. How about that? I guess so. Get it, Chris. I, I don't see Hatsune God damn it. on here. Pokemon is there. We're talking about Pokemon because Pokemon soundtracks are phenomenal. They they have does, that I want to yes. be the very best song in it. That's the anime. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, the only song I remember from games. Pokemon. Cozy, I queued you up something that you could drop in the in the in the stream if you want in the video. But Pokemon has always done such a great job of building around, like building a soundtrack around the thematics of the game. Um, none better, I would argue, than what they did with the most recent edition, uh, Sword and Shield. Even getting going so far as to get uh, the composer of what's it called, the game I never finished because that's all of them. Uh, to come in and do the Toby Fox, uh, Toby Fox, yes. the creator of Undertale. Toby Fox. So this yes, is a Toby Fox uh, composed and arranged soundtrack that plays in Pokemon Sword and Shield uh, when you are battling in the Battle Tower. It's pretty good. I will say. Hype you up. Um. It's pretty good. I will say, I didn't play much in the Battle Tower, so it's not something that immediately comes to mind. Is it a little bit low, by the way? No, it's, it's probably good. about no. right. It's good. Okay. So for me, I, like, 
I didn't do Battle Tower much either, but it was more so like whenever I was playing online, this is what I was choosing because it's just so hype and it got me pumped every time. But just throughout the franchise, you've had things like Snowbell City with really nice kind of like dulcet tones and like everything that this franchise does around music. It's it's just it's it's something special. We all remember what Lavender Town sounds like, except maybe Nathan. Yeah. What's Lavender yeah. Town? Yep. Cozy, can you queue up Lavender uh, Town for us from the original yes. Pokemon games? Not a problem. It's just there's so much theming they do, especially in the older games with so little palette to work with um, that it's just, it's so memorable. And for me, it's it's S tier. And that's not just because it's my favorite franchise of all time, but because the music is great. Is this, have you, is it possible you might have heard this track like in, memes before nathan like is this theme ringing a bell for you at all no is this from the first pokemon game yeah yes because i played that pokemon game and i don't this doesn't sound familiar to me at all hmm. yeah this is a pretty like iconic but you know iconic in sort of the this uncomfortable way yeah uh this song really series. creeped me out and like that's the that's purpose the point. of it yeah that's the whole point um i'm gonna put a link uh, in the thing for you, Cozy. Um, and it's actually going to be a cover because I think it enhances the ver the, the original version of this song so incredibly much. Um, and probably one of the most intense moments of uh, Pokemon is Gold and Silver when you, at the very, very end, after you beat the Elite Four and you go through the Kanto region, spoilers... Um, Spoilers for a 20 year old game It's fine Absolutely um, Some people need to experience this But The the, the metal remix version Of the battle against red uh, Champion red at the end of uh, The very end of the game At the top of Mount Silver Is so Good It's I, I can't It just Oh, it makes me feel so good inside. Or even just like, like I peed myself. One of like one of the themes that I really like. We don't have to queue it up or anything. Is at the end of I think it was yeah it was Gen Four. You have this final fight with the leader of Team Galactic, and the mm -hmm. whole way through the game, this character is very monotone, very to the point, very very kind of like standoffish. And the music does such a good job of unsettling you in that fight because he's so kind of one note or very monotone that the music almost plays into it in a real like it it's still like it's still hype but it also holds back enough to make you feel a little uncomfortable in the situation it's just what the composers have done with these soundtracks through the years is nothing short of you know phenomenal so hmm. i know um, where i would put it but i want to hear what everyone else has to say like i'm in agreement that the soundtracks of the pokemon games are very memorable and that it should rank high i will say and this is a, a weird criticism but speak uh l l listen to me on this one um i think it's it's a little disappointing that for so long of a period of time the pokemon games kind of relegate themselves to handheld systems in that i feel like that kind of restricted them you know hardware and software wise from you know, being able to output more 
higher quality tunes in the way that like the Zelda series or the Metroid series or Nintendo's other cons uh, and other franchises that primarily thrived on um, home consoles were not. And I, and when I think back to like, for example, the diamond and pearl generation, uh, the black and white generation, the Ruby and Sapphire generation, um, all games with fantastic soundtracks, but also like soundtracks that are very much, limited by like the Game Boy Advance and DS's uh music chips at the same time. You know what I mean? I yeah. I personally think once like Gen 3's music was fine, but there it's very trumpety. Does that make sense? I I, I like the trumpets for the record, but uh, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and die on a hill saying it's the best in the series. No. Yeah, that's not my my favorite thing. And, you know, there's a couple good standout tracks uh, here and there. But for me, much like Pokemon in general, the music kind of peaked at second generation. Um, it's all about uh, Gen even 5, though, like, baby. Nah, even though I enjoyed a lot of the others as, as like story wise and everything, they were fun. Um you know, the only ones I haven't played are Sun and Moon and Sword and Shield. Um, oh, and Black and White 2. I didn't okay. play th play that. Um, but uh, I played everything else, and it's just none of them... Maybe it's just a timing thing for me, but none of them are as memorable as the first two generations. Um, can, I, but... can I throw a bit of a curveball in you wanting to, like focus just on those two gens the yep. the peak in those two generations was probably mm -hmm. stadium and stadium two for in terms of music because it, it finally came to like good music. had a little more to work with in terms of palette the soundtracks in those games were great the the uh, i definitely when i think about the stadium games the first thing that comes to mind are the mini games and those had pretty good soundtracks as well yeah yeah they did um personally i think I, uh i think we should put pokemon at a yeah i agree with that and, and i would i would say that it's partially a combination of my criticism earlier about you know the pokemon soundtracks being restricted by the weaker chipsets of the handheld consoles that they were on for so long but also it's just because like we are we have a stacked tier list to go through with regards to all the other nintendo franchises ahead of us and i feel like it would be a little bit presumptuous to immediately put it at s tier when we have metroid and donkey kong and zelda and so on and so forth to go through not one maybe one game in the entirety of those franchises you just mentioned it has better music xenoplade chronicles splatoon 2 pikmin come on mitch <laughs> i i will die on this hill that pokemon is an s s rank franchise when it comes to music but if you're gonna put it a rank you're gonna put it a rank and i'm gonna want to put everything else below it so it's fine all right What's next? The the only franchise here that there's two franchises franchises here I think give Pokemon a run for their money, so let's kind of save those until later. Um, sure. Let's talk about Fire Emblem, which I only put on here because of Alex, and he's not here. So, no. who else is into Fire Emblem? No, I've never played a Fire Emblem. <laughs> uh, no joke. I, I played Smash. They gave away a Fire Emblem game. I believe it was Fire Emblem: The Sacred Stones as part of the 3DS program the ambassador program the ambassador program that's right and i i tried playing that game like 
three times from the beginning and I couldn't quite get into mm-hmm. it. But I also like, I understand that, you know, that was one of the earlier Fire Emblems and that more recent Fire Emblems have done a tremendous amount of legwork to really kind of get you into them and, you know, really make the quality of life aspect of them as tip top as possible. So I don't, I don't hold my experience with that game against the series, but other than that, I don't have much experience with it. Yeah. So because yeah, Alex the... ditched us, we're going to put it lower, right? No, I don't think that's fair. I mean, again, this is one of those cases where I, you know, I, have largely yeah. enjoyed Can you judge the, the music from the Smash? Through. I mean, there's like exactly, 80 different, there's 80 Fire Emblem characters in there. There's got to be a bunch of music for it. Yeah. It, Nothing that I, really um, stands out to me that I remember, honestly. It all kind of blends best... together. I'm going to Google best Fire Emblem well, song so and see what pops I up. I actually have oh, the have Fire Emblem theme. Uh, now, this is the Super Smash Bros. ultimate rendition of the theme song. But again, you know, we have all come through, come to the Fire Emblem uh, series' music through this game. So I feel like we have to at least give this, you know, Smash Bros. a nod when we're talking about this. Oh, sure. Use it for Fire Emblem, but not for Pokemon. I see how it is. I mean, you didn't ask for any Pokemon themes from the Smash Bros. I games. said earlier that we weren't going to look at Smash Brothers. I think in this, where it's our only relevant experience with the franchise, and to not do a disservice. Uh, yeah. You guys don't <laughs> like following my rules. I get it. It's fine. Whatever. That's what I mean. That's what you get for cheating in the game last week, and somehow I didn't cheat. I win. won. I was reluctant you, to win. Mm, I'm sorry I'm Debatable. good. It was, yeah. but winner, number one, right here. Okay, I don't well, know what how I, appreciate... I feel about this. It's very operatic. I don't remember this. I I did some Smash Brothers fights to this music, and it's fine. But it's not as good as... It's not as good as F-Zero's music. I'll agree with that. No, it is not. It, it's, it's, a, it, it's a good... Oper- like operatic or or like orchestral mm-hmm. swell and everything in there, but it's just eh, we go in C tier, we go in D tier. I, I would I would go B tier. I, I feel like it, it, not dissimilar to the F Zero series soundtrack. I feel like it does a good job of like taking like this or like medievally you know uh, high fantasy music and kind of Nintendo fying it, making it into something a little bit more. Uh, replayable, something you can listen to lo- loops on end if if it's you know your jam to begin with. Of course, this is all uh, subjective, so I mean it doesn't particularly matter in the end where we rank it. But I would put it at B. I'd probably go with C tier personally. I would go with C as well. If we're if we're comparing Smash Brothers experience to both games, which is my introduction to both series for Fire Emblem and F Zero, I think Fire. I think not fire. I think Fire Emblem is um, not as good or interesting as F Zero in terms of the music. So C tier, C tier. Sorry, like Alex. It's going to be C tier. Yeah, it's not a problem. Um, I don't like. Again, I don't have much history with this series, so I don't have like a huge attachment to it. So I meant Alex. I, t- I oh I, the other. I Alex. told him t- you're cozy. I told He's him. Alex. I told him to jump into the chat and. Give us some hot musical takes, and he hasn't done that, so fuck him. All right. Yeah, basically. All right, Nathan, now time for your some of your hot musical takes. Let's talk about Animal Crossing. Ooh, I was going to say we should talk about Animal Crossing. 
Um, well, I beat you to it. Let's talk about Animal Crossing. Yeah, uh, I think Animal Crossing is excellent. I think it's an A tier. I won't put it at S tier because there isn't necessarily like those huge standout moments. I know the games that should be S tier. Um, but I think it's really solid. Every like hour of that game has a different song playing in the background with a jazz infusion. Um, at least I'm speaking to New Horizons because that's all I play. That's all I've played for Animal Crossing. Um, but then beyond that, you have all the separate music. There's like 70 or 80 different songs in there that will play as well. Uh, that KK has from KK Slider, but I, like. There's music that you haven't even heard in this game. If you haven't played at like two in the morning or three in the morning, that plays. That's like this slow jazz. They seem to manage to get the music to fit just the time of the day perfectly that you're playing that game at. Isn't is it? Isn't that a bit of a it, detriment to the game though? Like it's great that they've gone to that extent, but well, if there's all this stuff in there, you're gonna miss. I don't know. I think that's how I th- varied it is. I would. Con- I would consider that accessibility um, because not everybody's going to be privileged enough to work a nine to five. I used to have to work on a night shift and sometimes that would be the only time I get to play a game would be like on the weekend because at that time of night, because I'm awake, that's when I have to wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the that that that's just how I feel in regards to that. But for me personally, uh, with um, uh, Animal Crossing, it's good music, but it also is made to just be in the background, just as background noise more than anything. uh, Like kind of a weird comparison to make, but the music of the Animal Crossing series is very similar to the music of, say, a game like Silent Hill, where it's meant to be atmospheric and enhance the very distinctive tone of the world around you. And it's not really meant to be an earworm in the way that say like Donkey Kong or Kid Icarus or like Mario music is meant to be. Hmm. Where do we want to put animal crossing? I put it at a, but Hmm. Like, we all have to take the vote on it. Here, Cozy, I'm just trying to pull up uh, some of the nighttime music for you. Give me two seconds here. Not a problem. Uh, I think for me personally, it's probably a B tier. Um, that Yeah, that's where I'm leaning. I don't think it can. Here. Like, unfortunately for games like Animal... It's weird, because like I feel like the music is better than F-Zero. But it's not as good as Pokemon. So what I'm thinking, and hear me out here, is that this is A tier for sure because it does fit in that middle ground and Pokemon is 100% an S tier franchise. There, Cozy, I just sent you a sample of some nighttime music. Oh, yep. How do we feel about that? I I think, Mitch, if Pokemon music didn't peak at Gen 2, then we'd be fine. Except it didn't. It's just that you haven't really heard it past gen i have i absolutely don't have, make me go and, and find you more tracks don't make me go and find you more tracks it didn't stick with you because you didn't really i mean you, you said you did i played the shit out of those i played did, the shit out of those did you though you haven't even played <coughs> yes. sword and shield like do you even yeah. pokemon bro no, not anymore apparently but up until that point <laughs> 
I, I'm a controversial take. I'm actually totally fine ranking this at A. Yeah. If yeah. Pokemon goes to S tier, right, Cozy? If no. Pokemon goes to S tier? No. Yeah, 100%. No. No. I still think this is B. It's B for me if Pokemon isn't this going is to good. This is good. This is not to the level of Pokemon. Jazz. Can we can we create a tier between A and B that's just Animal Crossing? No, because there's A and then there's S, which is where Pokemon should be, and then there's A where Animal Crossing. Why don't we just put it under A, uh, under Pokemon? So at B, you mean? I say B. Well, I meant beside Pokemon, I guess, not under Pokemon. Based on where Pokemon is right now, this is B tier. For me personally. So we're split. So Again, don't have a put it between A and B. Put Animal Crossing between A and B Carmen. in its own tier called Animal Carmen. Crossing. Hey. Um, Did you uh, just wake her up? Kind of. Um, you know Animal Crossing, right? Um, would you say its music is better or worse than Pokemon? Um, or the same? Yeah. Fuck. What'd she say? Oh, so no. so Animal Crossing's going S tier is what no, you're saying. She said and Pokemon's the, she staying said, at eight. She said the same, so Oh, it's A tier, I guess. A tier it is. Damn it. Okay. Put it in front of That's Pokemon just to make uh, Don't Mitch do angry. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I will leave right now if you do that. <laughs> I'm going to do it on my personal list. You do it on you do it wherever you want to do it because on my personal list, Pokemon is S tier and everything else can eat a lemon. Let's move on to Kid Icarus because this is a franchise that hasn't gotten a ton of love over the years. I've never um, played one. I've played the 3DS one. Uh, I've played every one in the series, including the weird Game Boy one, which is actually not bad, but just is kind of obscure. Um, So the thing is, is that, you know, Obviously, the original Kid Icarus' soundtrack is iconic, but it's also, you know, an 8-bit soundtrack, and it only carries you so far. The soundtrack for Kid Icarus Uprising is... It, the thing is, is, you know, over the course of this conversation, we've went back and forth on should we, should we not include Smash Bros. soundtracks and evaluating each franchise's soundtrack. And Kid Icarus's Uprising soundtrack is basically what if we took a Smash Bros. soundtrack but made it into a soundtrack for an action-adventure game. Um, there's one track that I pulled up just a little bit earlier that I wanted to uh, sample for you guys. Uh, this plays in a level called Wrath of the Reset Bomb. Uh, the premise, uh, it's kind of hard to describe. Basically, uh, Pit is flying up to a factory that's making these bombs that create a lot of plants, and he's going to go and destroy them and like just soak this track in because it basically is like as i said earlier what if we took a smash bros soundtrack but we made the music custom made for an original game and didn't like you know remix or remake a pre-existing music it's it's quite good and quite underrated much like kid Icarus uprising as a whole yeah honestly for me uh kid Icarus uprising is one of the biggest surprises for me on the 3ds in that this was the game that Sakurai worked on between Smash Brothers titles, so between the uh, between Brawl and the Wii U game, I believe, Cozy. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, that's about yes, right. Yes, that's correct. And it it blew me away in terms of the mechanics, in terms of the way the game played, and especially the soundtrack. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's too bad that apparently like remaking a 3DS game on the Switch is really difficult because. 
more people needed to experience this game and it's it's understandable why it didn't get everyone in because it had that really weird control scheme thing going on but oh it well. came with its own dock for the 3ds because you had yeah. to put the game down to play it it was that complex which i didn't even um, end up using i just kind of i just bared with the weirdness of how you were supposed to move your finger i it. used it because i didn't want to get carpal tunnel was that the I, boat I, I that mean, you had to put the 3ds in no, no that like was for Monster Hunter. This was a stand, so you could use one hand for the stylus without having to, like... Because you also had to use the trigger. Without and, without cramping your hand, but your hand still cramped anyway. At least mine did. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of pure soundtrack, I feel like this is on par with Pokemon. And you know how much I've been fighting for Pokemon today. So, like, you know where I would have put this. But we're not mm -hmm. so where do we think kid icarus as a franchise falls on this top tier list i have no horse in this race so uh, i'll let you guys figure Asia? this out um i think once again this is somebody else who my only introduction is smash um it's fine we can we can right? change the rules halfway through and put pokemon lower than it should be if you didn't look at smash but whatever so it needs to be at B then, Pokemon? No, Pokemon should be it. We're not getting back into this. Where should Kid Icarus fall on this tier list? I'm going to I'm going to say B. B. Cozy, what are you thinking? Uh, on the basis that there just aren't that many games in the series, I'm okay with putting it at B as well. I think, you know, when we talk about uh, Donkey Kong, Mario, and Metroid, all these other franchises as having great soundtracks. I think we can say that with confidence because there are so many games that so consistently have great soundtracks. Kid Icarus Uprising had a great soundtrack, but it wasn't like there was then another Kid Icarus Uprising that also had a great soundtrack that is reinforcing the idea that Kid Icarus has great music. So, yeah, I'm fine with putting it at B. I was going to say A, but I've been outvoted, so it's fine. It'll go to B. Wow. All right. I'm checking out this stand. It's weird, yeah. right? Oh, and it was it sold was separately. Weird. No. Yeah. I got mine with my game. It may there may have been like a pre-order. I think bonus, if you bought like, it early enough, it came bundled EB. with it. No, I think it yeah. was just part Pretty. of the part of the box cuz I remember there was like a bigger box that the game was inside Maybe. of that had the had the stand. Maybe. Hmm. Let's talk about Kirby. That's the Kirby music. Good talk. Let's talk uh, about Kirby. What does everyone feel about the Kirby franchise music? It is what it is. It's music. <laughs> is it particularly great, memorable? Yeah, it, it is memorable. I mean, a little bit dour. It's just because the Kirby's don't interest me all that much to begin with. I just don't feel inclined I think to rank the main, super highly. But. I, I think the main Kirby song in the Kirby Dreamland yeah. song is good. It's a great song for it, it totally encompasses what Kirby is. Just a cute little puff ball or whatever. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily great. I think it's it it fits the aesthetic of these games so well that and cozy there's a link for you if you want it. The 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 
the game was made or the music was made for this game with what this game is. And it's, it's fun. It's jovial. It's, it's, it gets cute. It's cute music because that cube Kirby's a cute character and it can get dark at times when you've got certain boss battles and stuff like that. But overall Kirby music is just, it's, it's cute. And I think it gets the job done for what Kirby's meant to be. Honestly. Yeah. This is the thing I always remember playing that first level of Kirby. Yeah, and this Everyone is in Kirby's the first level, too. just like we all remember one one of Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm feeling this. I, I, I'm right. I, I really don't have too many thoughts. You guys go and cast your votes, and I'll be the tiebreaker. Um, I'm gonna say this is a B. Yeah. Yeah, it should be a B as well. I'm I'm okay with B, honestly. That's fine. All right. Kirby goes. I, I think it's better, your, but it's fine. What's your tie-breaking vote? You need to say it. <laughs> it doesn't matter because you all voted for B. Yeah, but where would you have put it? Uh, I would have put it at K for Kirby. Okay. Remember Nacht the time here. we created an act here? We should have an act here in this. <laughs> I mean, if we had a knack tier in this, it would be this next game, and this next game is Pikmin. Because Ooh. it's... Whatever. I've never I played the Pikmin Anyone remember the Pikmin music? You you should play Pikmin 3 when it comes out on uh, Switch. Didn't it come it's, out? It's a very good Didn't game. It already it's out, you mean the game that came out Did like six out? months ago? No, it came out... Pikmin 3 came out... In October. It came out October 2020 on the Switch. Ah, okay. Yeah, to no fanfare, but it's actually Zero. very good. It's actually very good. I played it on the Wii U. Um, I'd also like to point out that 6,000 people that played it on the Wii U. I it came out with no, remember no fanfare in a drought of Nintendo games, and nobody still cared. Yeah, it came yeah. out in a year where we got two, we got three games, I think, from Nintendo first party, and one of them was Clubhouse well, games. Everybody was still uh, excited for Cyberpunk at that point, so... Yeah, Cyberpunk definitely took the wind out of the sails of Pikmin 3 Deluxe on the Switch. Hell yeah. I mean, you you joke, but that's exactly what happened. Nobody cared because everybody cared about Cyberpunk, and then everybody was disappointed. They should have probably played Pikmin. The Pikmin games are great. I, I really vouch for them. The problem is that the Pikmin game soundtrack is very Animal Crossing-esque, where it is meant to enhance the tone of what is going more on background music in fact yeah. when i think about like uh, uh, some of my most memorable moments from the pikmin series like they don't even involve music at all uh in pikmin 2 there are these like cavernous dungeons that you can descend down into and i'm pretty certain that like on many of the floors of the dungeons there isn't even any music at all and that is to those dungeons benefit the lack of music i think really enhances the like sinister ish atmosphere of them like it makes you really feel kind of like isolated and alone um but obviously that doesn't work in favor of pikmin in its ranking on this list yeah like I, i'm i'm listening to this on my own right now and it's just it, it's just, just background it's just background noise honestly for me i think this is our first d tier game d tier d tier Oof. 
Okay. Ooh. Nothing about so, this game is nothing about this music is memorable to me. What does everyone else think? Um, I'm okay putting it I, at C tier, personally. Me too. We need right, some more Nathan. variety to this list. Everything is a, a C, a B, or an A. But, Come on. But I mean, but like that's just goes to show takes. just how high quality. I just think it Nintendo shows that music Nintendo is. has good music. Spicy yeah. hot takes. Yeah. Pikmin is a D tier franchise, and it is a D tier soundtrack. You're a D tier. Wasn't there somebody that on kind of funny may games not be daily the case, saying but I that still it was stick by what I say? Saying that was a top two franchise for Nintendo. Pikmin. Who Pikmin? said that? On kind of funny games daily a few weeks ago. They can say whatever the they want. I know what I think. No, the, Pikmin has something going for it in terms of the game itself. It's just, it's. Yeah, it's it's very niche. It's, it's Pikmin is to it deserves better. Pikmin is yes, to it does deserve uh, better, but as it is today, it's bottom of the barrel. Pikmin of, is to RTS games what like Pokemon was to JRPGs, where it took this sort of like kind of yes. complicated genre and made it really easy and approachable. But unfortunately, unlike Pokemon, it didn't really kind of capture the mainstream's attention in the way that perhaps it should have. Uh, which is why we have not gotten too many of them. D uh, yeah. Tier. C. Someone C agree tier. with Nathan. Me. What do you think? Who, me? I've never played yeah. a Pikmin game. I have no idea about the music. I feel like I shouldn't. I should abstain from voting. <sighs> Mitch, can you call Carmen and see what she thinks about the Pikmin game soundtrack? one. Well, if, if Nathan's abstaining, I said D. The two of you said C. That says it. All right, then. I guess Pikmin's going to go at C. What's next? Uh, I don't care. Y'all pick. Uh, considering it's kind of like the odd one out. Uh, oh, you said Metroid? I did, unless you want to do something different. I was going to go with Xenoblade Chronicles because it's kind of like the odd one out of the current shortlist we have left, but I don't know. Yeah, you we, guys we can do... do that. I, like, right, I have let's... no input on Xenoblade either, so. Yeah, I have nothing for Xenoblade. I just put it in there. Does anyone uh, have anything for Xenoblade? Yes. Uh, give me a second. Um, so the thing about uh, Xenoblade Chronicles is um, you guys remember Operation Rainfall? Nope. No. It was like this, um, like fan, uh, kind of initiative back in the day to basically get Nintendo to localize Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, the last story, which is the game by Mistwalker, the studio headed up by Hironobu Sakaguchi of Final Fantasy fame, and also Pandora's Tower, which was this other like obscure Japanese game. All three of these games were released on the Wii towards the end of its life cycle, but they weren't, there was no sign showing that they were going to be localized for North America. And in the final kind of drought like months of the Wii's life cycle, uh, Operation Rainfall was started, which is this fan campaign to basically bring these games over to the West. It's at least in part because of that campaign that we got Xenoblade Chronicles and it became such a big deal here. And I will say I kind of somewhat participated in that campaign when it was active and I actually followed through and when Xenoblade Chronicles was released over here on the Wii, I actually got it on the Wii and I didn't unfortunately play a whole lot of it. Um, but what I did play, I enjoyed of it and I did definitely enjoy um, the soundtrack uh, soundtracks that I heard from it. Um, 
what you're hearing right now is a soundtrack in the game called Mechanical Rhythm. I don't think I got far enough in the game to hear this specific track, but it's like, it's sort of like the Xenoblade soundtrack when people talk about the series of music and why it's awesome. This is that a fucking rip. Yeah, it's a, it's a battle theme, as I'd imagine you can probably imagine. Huh. That's really that that that's really good. I should play these games. Yeah, I've heard good uh, things about it. I don't have time, says me, who just keeps playing hours and hours of Outriders doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Welcome to my life with Avengers. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> Sorry, um, Returnal and Pokemon Snap this week. Sorry, yeah, what? Yeah, Nick, you're probably right. I probably wouldn't like them. Uh, we, we got distracted. So Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, where do we want to put Xenoblade Chronicles? If we're just ranking based on that, that song, I think it has to go A tier. I put it above Pokemon. Okay with that. Uh, I, I don't know if I put okay it above Pokemon. I'm with what Nathan said. I don't think it's equivalent to Pokemon because I don't have enough to uh, to go on in terms of familiarity, but if everyone else is saying A tier, then fine. It's uh, It kind of goes back to what I was saying with Kid Icarus Uprising, where Kid Icarus Uprising alone has a great soundtrack, but there are not too many other Kid Icarus games aside from that one. Xenoblade Chronicles, there is Xenoblade Chronicles, and there's also Xenoblade Chronicles X, and then 2. So, you know, we have a history of good soundtracks across multiple games, and not just a single game, and I feel like that's worth something. All right. Do we want to do Metroid next? Sure, let's do it. Metroid. What do we think about Metroid? Last tier. I might be tempted to agree with Nathan on this one. But I want to hear what I the think, two of think. I think... Um, I don't think Metroid stands out as much as say a mario or a zelda or a pokemon but it's but it's right below a mario or a zelda and should probably be a tier what i like about the music of the metroid series is i feel like it's it's sort of like the the missing link as it were the the gear connecting like more atmospheric sounding soundtracks like the soundtracks yeah. for an animal crossing game or a um silent hill game with like the more action-packed in the moment style soundtracks of like a zelda game or a mario game it kind of exists in that like, middle space in between uh very comfortably and for that reason i feel like it needs to rank high but uh, ultimately i think it's kind of uh, the the fate of where metroid will rank is in your hands at this yeah point. okay can we negotiate over this not if it's a moving Pokemon. Fuck. <laughs> it's going to give you S rank if you give Pokemon S rank. No, this deserves an S rank. Pokemon didn't. It does, though. Oh, Do I need to give shit. you more goddamn examples? Um, When I think of Metroid Prime, I definitely think of the atmospheric music that it has. And it has a very well blended... Um, like transitions into and out of combat mm. when I think of Metroid Prime. Um, 
like you go into a room and there's going to be a little bit of combat in there and it, however long it takes you and then the music kind of fades out transit similar to like say halo um whatever martin o'donnell did with that um in terms of dynamic music that's how metroid feels whether or not it does it i don't know but it 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 helps in a very aliens like way enhance uh, enhance the overall experience. I think aliens, aliens is a good way to talk about it. There's a very lone and solitary feeling about the music in Metroid, and it helps create that environment that you're alone on this alien planet, um, mm-hmm. trying to stop the aliens. And I think, as I'm going to say the word alien one more time, um, as AJ points out, it gives you that feeling of the like the movie Alien, which has some of the best music. Hmm. I actually I have pulled up. Uh, this is the second overworld theme that you hear on Talon Four in Metroid Prime. You hear it like a little bit later into the game, and basically it's like a little bit more. Oh, that's oh. Well, hold on a second. I, I, uh, so for, for context, I, I mute most of the browsers whenever I open up a video on YouTube and I had forgotten to unmute this one. Here we go. And yeah, this this whole track is basically, I feel like it does a really good job of kind of conveying that. Samus has been on Talon 4 for a while. Uh, a lot of the kind of plant and wildlife on the planet has you know begun to wake up and what's initially seemed like a kind of sleepy planet with potentially little of interest is actually really teeming with life and mystery and intrigue. Uh, and again, really kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about a really good link between atmospheric music and like engaging, you know, earworm music. You know what? Just listening to this is giving me such halo vibes that I have to, I have to give it S tier. Okay. S tiers. But before you, before you do that, cozy, I've put five links in the podcast chat please pick and choose from any of them as arguments for why pokemon has to move up as well uh we don't have time for that let's see yes we do i will make (laughs) time for it mother let's see number one is the red and blue opening theme music number two is the car red leaf green trainer battle music uh number three is red and blue (laughs) route one you can't uh, go number wrong four with one. is routes 209 and 212 uh, during the day in Diamond and Pearl. Iconic. And the fifth one is Ugh. Gym Leader and Elite Four in Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. You know what? I've not heard the fifth one because I never played Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. So let's go and listen you to You didn't? Because it wasn't good. Dude, this soundtrack slaps. I'm not, Again, I, I never the game, said that the game not, The game notwithstanding, the way they've reimagined this even like cuz it's been on GBA or Game Boy GBA and now Switch and this composition is just phenomenal. So what 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 I'm hearing Mitch is the best one out of the ones there were from Gen 1 and okay. or Gen 2. I pulled the Gen 1 ones cuz I wanted to try I wanted to try and pull on your heartstrings. The games across the entire franchise have phenomenal music. And motherfucker, you've been showing me examples of one track from one game you haven't played and put it at the same here's, level as Pokemon. Here's the thing. You, I, I, I just listened to your um, Diamond and Pearl one there, and it is not as good as this. Not even close. Not even close. It's also more than 10 years older. 
with a more limited chipset, and they did phenomenal things with that chip. Yeah, and look what they did with this. They, they look what they did with that. They could you wait until the end of this year. Better. When, yeah, but just imagine what that Gen Four one is going to sound like at the end of this year when they've remade it on the Switch. It's going to be phenomenal. Too many, too many trumpets. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> So we Can decided we Metroid was S-tier. I will die on the hill that Pokemon needs to be S-tier. I think Metroid needs to be S-tier. And Sweet. so does Pokemon. Glad we're in agreement. So Metroid's moving Pokemon to S-tier. Is... Cozy, do it. Pokemon is still A-tier. Yep. Cozy, do it. Don't I, do it, I Cozy. already moved Metroid to S-tier. I've already done it. Cozy, you know you want to. Do it. Mitch. There is... The protagonist of the Metroid series is uh, named Samus Aran. Samus starts with S. It's it's destiny. Yeah, Metroid really has is. to go to S tier. Right, but I can name. Oh wait, if, if I can the name character you, of can name you Pokemon, Pokemon is off the top Ash. of my head that start so with he's S. he's A tier. Can can we move him to S tier? Yeah, there you go. Po- Pokemon has Ash as its main person. It should be A tier. Yeah, Done. but if I can come oh, up with ten point. Pokemon off the top of my head that start with S, can we move it? No, this feels like a bad precedent to start. Try. Just try me. Mitch, Mitch, you have five more games that you can use to argue for Pokemon moving up. Let's move on. <laughs> and it's also, it's literally wanna. 10 p.m. as of me saying this sentence. So I think that we need to, yeah. All right. Donkey Kong is D tier because Donkey Kong starts Jesus. with D. Let's move on. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Whoa, we're the president we want to set. Oh, Samus Aaron starts with this. Donkey Kong starts with D. That D was tier. Like- God damn it. Um, I think Donkey Kong should be uh, A tier, uh, nope. based yeah. on my history of the music. D tier. This is uh, the David Wise composed uh, track "Stickerbush Symphony" from Donkey Kong Country Two. Come on, Mitch. Come on. And this is Super Nintendo. D tier. Keep in mind they're doing yeah, this on the Super, Super Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah, and you're giving me crap about stuff that was getting done on the GBA and the DS. But it wasn't as yeah, good. Those are superior. Donkey Kong starts with D. It's definitely Let's move definitely on. feels like an A tier. Hell yeah. Why? Honestly, I think I think the Donkey Kong franchise overall is a little bit more of a B tier in terms of music. Everybody loves like the Tropical Freeze soundtrack and everything I heard of that. Not really into it. Um, I, I will say, like I will say that I didn't enjoy the. Uh, Retro Studios Donkey Kong game soundtracks as much as the original trilogy. Even uh, with Tropical mm-hmm. Freeze, where they brought back David Wise to compose a bunch of stuff, I didn't cling to that one as much. So, some people are going to be super mad at me for saying this, but I mean, like if we want to put it at B, and that will all get us to agree on it and call it a day. I'm no, I have not a reason complain, why but... it should be D tier. I have a reason it should be D tier, and the link is there for you. This is the reason why this franchise is D tier. You can't take the good without the bad. So you cannot okay, have you the just, SNES trilogy without the Donkey Kong rap from Donkey Kong 64. You are well, making an argument. Actually, this should that be might S-tier. push it up. No. This should go to S tier now. You might no. be pushing Fuck that up. All of you, what is, is wrong with you? Dude, did you watch any of my Smash Brothers streams? When I yes. would fight Donkey Kong, I would sing the shit out of this song with the with the game. It's terrible. Because it is so Mitch, fucking good. I think you've made it's a good awful. argument to move this to S. Awful. No. I give you all those Pokemon bangers and then this one. No. Donkey Kong. 
I hate my life. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm grooving to this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I uh, I don't think that hurt. whether you think that the Donkey Kong rap is great or an abomination, I don't think that this does anything to injure DK's placement on this list. No, no, it doesn't injure it. No, AJ, where do you ultimately feel it should go, A or B? I still think B. Okay, Nathan, I'm fine either way between them. Um, Cozy, I'll leave it up to you. You're the expert. Mitch, do you have any? Uh, I feel like just based on the like math of where we're at, it kind of has to go at B, which is too bad because I kind of wanted it at A, but I, I have to I, respect the group. Nothing is. It's nice that you respect the process, Cozy, on one of your favorite franchises. <laughs> I really appreciate the uh, the manliness it takes to do that. All right, so where's the M tier if we're going to be talking about Mario and his brother Luigi? Now, let's start with Splatoon. How do we feel about Splatoon? I mean, um, has I've heard the music because my kids play it. It's fun. It's very different. Very Splatoon Japanese feeling. with S. Um, it, the music of Splatoon is probably the thing about it I like the most. I would agree with you there. Yeah, it, it's got it's got a, a really good um, kind of rock squid rock. Almost I, like I think they, they synth, it. synth rock almost. Yeah, but like aquatic in, in a very it's hard to describe a sound as uh, like a rock, a rock and roll as aquatic. But it's it's kind of there. It's got that so K-pop feeling as well. Definitely. Like they've managed um, to bring that into it. Recently, Here, a me... game called Balan Wonderworld came out, and Balan Wonderworld uh, is a very music-heavy game that specifically features a made-up language uh, whenever like, it has a big musical moment. Splatoon is technically the same in that it is a very music-heavy game with its own weird made-up squid language, but hell, is it I, such I a, a like, dramatically better from the front? game by comparison and so i just i want to bring that up to kind of point out how like i feel like there's there's an alternate universe as evidenced by bell and wonder world where the splatoon soundtrack could have been very you know uh forgettable or just not good or laughable but they they really made it work i just dropped a track for you cozy if you want to pull it up probably one of my favorite tracks from splatoon 2 um it's it's real good real good should I think the timestamp worked correctly? I hope it did. Yep, it worked yeah, it correctly. Cool. Yeah, this is the one I know. Yeah. Again, like having the soundtrack be entirely based around this made up language could have been a recipe for disaster, but they make it work. Just yeah. like the Sims. I don't know if you guys are familiar with a, a band called Band Made, but this reminds me of that. No. I think it's A tier. As Cozy said earlier, I think we're we're running a little long. I'm with Nathan. I say A tier. Me too. A tier yeah, it is. I'm, I'm fine putting it at A tier. Let's do that. All right. It's now very let's fun. Move on to, now let's move on to the Luigi's Mansion games, which I wanted to throw in here because I think they do something a little different in that we don't have anything from Nintendo that... 
borderlines on horror survival and this almost kind of touches not really on any of that but it's it's, it's ghostbusters more than anything yeah it's trying to be a little spookier and for that i appreciate it but it's also it also strays away from its uh influence of mario as well right right in in, in a few ways it's and it's 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 re- it's really good and interesting in that way. I only played the more recent one and I didn't love it so I stopped playing it but the music didn't stick out to me. But I guess Switch it was fine. Yeah, the Switch one. Uh I guess it was Luigi's Mansion 3. I didn't love the yeah, controls. I don't think it controlled all that well. It did. Uh, so, cuz you want to hit us with a sample of a track? Uh yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, so I have pulled up the, just the main theme from Luigi's Mansion. Uh, uh, uh one thing, fast so, forward it a bit. Yeah, sure. Throw maybe, yeah. Again, it's, it's very much in that mm. same kind of atmospheric. There really isn't a lot about the score like, or the soundtrack that does a lot. Like a, like a Metroid. Same. I'm realizing. No, I'm so saying the, more, so, more like an Animal Crossing. The, the version of the but Luigi's Mansion main theme that I pulled up is like, it's like the kind that you kind of more hear when you're in the middle of the game, as opposed to like the kind of like more orchestrated, uh, higher uh, energy version that like we've probably heard in the Smash Bros. series that I'm more familiar with. Uh, I will say though, listening to this re- reminds me of the fact that. Um, when you're in the middle of a Luigi's Mansion level, you will occasionally hear Luigi humming along to the tracks in his games, which that's always is, fun. is an aspect that I yeah I always appreciate it as well. Yeah. This, so this definitely gives like haunted mansion vibes, like it's a Disney Disney esque yeah. like spooky soundtrack, like Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween or something like that. Um, I still don't think it ranks very high, personally, but. Uh, where do we all feel Luigi's Mansion as a franchise lands on our tier list? I think they do very good things with it atmospherically, but I think Metroid handles it better. Yeah. That being said, um, Professor Egad has an S in his name, thanks to Professor, so I think we have to put it at S tier above Pokemon. Again, you've got games on this list at B tier like Donkey Kong, like Kirby, like Kid Icarus. I don't think it holds a snuff to any of those. So if it's not a C tier game, then it's D tier for me. I mean, Honestly. all jokes aside, I would Realistic, put it at C tier. Like, I feel like I it's right it's there with Pikmin. Like D-tier. I'm okay if there's no games on the D tier for this because it's Nintendo and there's a high level of quality with it. Okay. So C tier it is from the sounds of it. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. The big sure. two. Uh, do we want to just throw these at S tier and call it a day, or do we want to talk about them? This is this being the Legend of Zelda franchise and the Mario franchise. I think we'd do uh, a disservice if we didn't talk about them for a few seconds. I I, right. I think they're going to land at S tier regardless. Yeah. but uh, but okay. I think it's let's like start with let's start with Zelda. Let's start with Zelda. What about Zelda's music? Like, it's us tier. People know that song and they don't know Zelda. Yeah. Or they think the main character's name is Zelda. And I mean, 
yeah, I mean, what if Zelda was a girl? Let's be real. Hell yeah. Um. Yeah, the, the Zelda. Not only is does Zelda have the good atmospheric um music, every every piece of music fits the situation you're in, as well as they in in some games incorporated music as part of the gameplay element whether it be an ocarina or yep. a wind waker conductor wand or what have you or uh, um you know and the majora's mask where the depending on the mask you wore changed the instrument your ocarina hmm. brought out uh cozy if you want i dropped a link to one of my favorite zelda medleys of all time and this is the one arranged and composed for video games live which is just Seeing this performed live was goosebumps. Granted, seeing I, the Pokemon theme song performed live with the you, the, um, the 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 vocalist who did the original sa- uh, song also brought me to tears. But that's a story for another day. But this arrangement is just phenomenal. You actually reminded me. I did not. I didn't go to video games live, but I did go to the like the traveling Legend of Zelda concert show. Me too i don't remember what it was called but yes i i went to the one when it came to montreal hyrule symphony yes that sounds right so i it's a no-brainer at this point that this franchise is going to s tier right symphony of the goddesses is what it was called yes that's Um, right but yeah the i i went to three of their concerts i went to two in toronto and I went to uh, one in Hawaii, um, and it was phenomenal every time. Yeah, what, what was great about those concerts, and this is just for the audience I was part of, is that, you know, when, when every single uh, composition would start, it wouldn't be obvious right at the front, like, oh, is this from Twilight Princess? Is this from The Wind Waker? Is this from A Link to the Past? And then eventually like that one or two notes would hit where it would become obvious oh this is from twilight princess this is from the wind waker and the crowd would go real wild so that was real magical mm-hmm. um interestingly enough uh if we're talking about you know you know uh, symphonic tours that went around for for video game franchises and how that makes them s tier games um pokemon had that did they let's talk about mario now i never saw it pokemon symphonic evolutions doesn't sound yeah so zelda goes s tier yeah and the post malone virtual concert thingy that just happened that was a thing that was that was bad that was great cover of a hootie the blowfish song with him flying around pokemon or something didn't watch that i would watch it it was it was it was a weird time mario I i don't do well with cringe Mario is S tier for the Galaxy and Galaxy Two soundtracks alone. Then Those you throw in, then you throw in Odyssey, then you throw in sixty four. Then you like, there's so much that goes into this, and Cozy's bringing up. If we had a step above S tier, I'm so happy. Don't don't play the music of that. No, it, it's cause... muted. Don't worry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. If we had yeah, a spot above S, I would put Mario there because of Mario Odyssey alone. Okay, uh, legitimately, and this is me being the biggest Pokemon fan in the world, I would move all of these down to have Mario be the only S-tier franchise. No. Zelda Zelda is... 
Honestly, in my ranking, Zelda is number one in terms of video game music. And in general, somewhere below that is in general. Um, Zelda and Halo tie. See, Persona is um, number one. We got to talk about that that Halo soundtrack because I finished that this week. Oh my God, dude. It's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. Back to Mario. What's so good about Mario? Um, well, the <clears throat> what's the song they play in um, called in New Dock City? Jump uh, Up Superstar? Up Up Something Superstar. Like uh, I, I Feel Safe in New Donk City by ACDC. That was about to wreck. <laughs> No, um, yeah, Mario is very good, good music, um, and Odyssey is very, very good, but it, it teeters to me on that, that line I'd be careful of with this a one, lot of, a lot of it being background music. Yeah. Um, to me, uh, it, it, it all blends into the background really, really well and adds to the not not the atmosphere like a Zelda or a Metroid adds to the atmosphere, but the atmosphere It kind of just becomes part of, of the gameplay experience. It doesn't it doesn't yeah, it doesn't it doesn't augment, it doesn't detract, it's just it's it's a core element to those experiences. It's, it, it's additive to the toy that it is that is a Mario game where um something like a Zelda and Metroid it uh, draws you so far into the experience. So I would actually controversial, I know, probably put this at A tier. Cozy, where do you sit? He's just gonna kiss himself. That's that's what he's doing. Hell yeah. Well he, well, he ruminates kiss, on that. Just kiss I will say uh, I'd put it at A tier. Okay, fine. Oh wow. You put it at A tier? Yeah, I think it's I think for the fact, real good. But sorry, go ahead. But uh, yeah, that's about it. It had its own DDR game that was entirely Mario music from the franchise. For that reason alone, it's an S tier game. Also, <laughs> Galaxy and Galaxy Two and Odyssey and sixty four and the original I'd... Super Mario Brothers and, and Super Mario Brothers three and Super yeah. Mario World. It is absolutely an S tier. I don't know. I don't have a particularly deep argument against it being S tier. It's just, in my case, like I've never felt inclined to listen to a track from a Mario game on my phone, with the sole exception of Jump Up Superstar, which we played a second earlier. It sounds like yeah, we need I a tiebreaker. I have the same thing, and honestly, like, what is it? Um, uh. There was there was a whole experience um, Zelda reorchestrated where people were going back and reorchestrating the older Zelda music and everything. And I would have that on repeat, uh, like on my way to school back in the day. It. it yeah, Zelda, it. Where Mario just especially like in the new Super Mario franchise, like I appreciate the quirkiness of it. It's just not as good. There is no universe that we can rank Metroid as a series above Mario in my books. Nathan, how do you feel about this? I, Where are you putting it? Well, Mario's S tier for me. Like I said, I would put it above S tier. I think of some of the music and we bring up Odyssey. We bring up Mario 3. We bring up Mario, like the original Mar uh, Super Mario Brothers. Not Mario Brothers because that game doesn't have great music. Um, no, Super Mario Brothers for sure. Yeah, but Super Super Mario Brothers. Galaxy. Galaxy 2. Y'all are, yeah. are sleeping on how good of a soundtrack great, Galaxy had. Great soundtrack. Not going to disagree. But Even um, 
Uh, I don't like Sunshine. Sunshine's got good music. I think Sunshine. She said Mario music is good. I think that's our tiebreaker. All right. Is Zelda music good though? She doesn't know Zelda. Is Mario music better than Zelda music? You've done her a disservice. Is Mario music better than Zelda music? Her answer was, I don't know. Okay. Is it better than Pokemon? Yes. Yes. It's probably as good. She said yes. So in that case, Mario goes to S, and our list is as follows. Our top tier list of Nintendo franchises is as follows. Did you just concede that Pokemon stays at A? Great, we did it, guys. I hate you guys. At C tier, you have Fire Emblem, you have Pikmin, you have Luigi's Mansion. At B tier, you've got F-Zero, Kid Icarus, Kirby, and Donkey Kong. At A tier, you have Pokemon, begrudgingly, Animal Crossing, Xenoblade Chronicles, and Splatoon. And your S tier franchises, Metroid, The Legend of Zelda, and Mario. We did it. We got Metroid to S tier. Way to go, yeah. everybody. <laughs> we put a DDR game at S tier, and that's really what matters. Thank you, one and all, for tuning in to this episode of Press YYZ. If you enjoyed what you just heard, be sure to share and subscribe on YouTube, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and follow along on Twitch. You can check out Press YYZ on Twitter to stay up to date when we go live, when our gameplay streams are happening, like Nathan streaming Mario Party later this week, and join our Discord invite.gg slash pressyyz where we keep the conversation going every day of the week uh i don't know if we know what we're talking about next week maybe it'll just be us talking about new games and things but who knows until next time for those about to rock we salute you